0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Well, greetings and happy holidays from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, December 21st, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this holiday season is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning.
0: Hey, good morning, Craig. What a week. Wow. It was uh, some crazy action in the stock markets and the gold markets, so we got a lot to chat about here.
1: That is for sure, my friend. And, uh, hey, we, we mentioned the holiday season. Yeah, it's only four days to Christmas. If you've still got some uh, shopping that you need to do, we want to remind everybody about our season's greeting sale. The folks at Sprout Money have a special promotion for the holidays. You can buy a one-ounce gold maple leaf coin at just $38.50 over spot. That's a great deal. But this offer is only valid through December twenty-sixth. so you got to, like, Get it before Christmas. Call 888-861-0775. Or, of course, visit spropmoney.com for more details. Yeah, Eric, crazy week. Uh, very busy week with the Fed and all the economic data, all this stuff going on in Washington, D.C., about maybe a U.S. government shutdown. And thus, as we speak, gold's up about $20 on the week. Uh, we'd take that every week, wouldn't we?
0: Uh, we would take it every week. Uh, and I, But I think more important than... Uh, the gold going up is is what else is going on, and you know it's 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 funny how the macro theory all along suggested that when the Fed stopped their quantitative easing and rose and rates went up, but particularly the quantitative easing, where they go from quantitative easing to quanti- quantitative tightening, that one should have expected the stock market to roll over because. You know, the whole uh, 2009 to 2018 was essentially a fraud uh, created by the Fed by doing things that no one in the history of the financial world had ever heard about before. Printing money and having zero or negative interest rates. Well, here we are. Now we're doing the opposite. Are we surprised that stocks are going down? Well, we shouldn't be (laughs) because they created the bubble and now they're pricking the bubble. And I mean, it's almost shocking how fast stocks are going down. Uh, but when, when everyone, when smart people realize, well, you don't have the same environment for stocks to go up, there's only one way to go. In fact, we've reversed the environment. It's a negative environment now. We're, we have quantitative tightening. So the macro theory of why they went up and why they're going down is totally playing out here.
1: Well, no doubt about that. I just saw a report this morning that said 93% of all assets are now down on the year. Gold's still down about 3%, but that's, that's pretty good compared to everything. I think the stock market, the S&P, is now down 7 or 8%. So you're right. Everything's going down.
0: And I think it's probably important to point out that uh, one of the great uh, problems that happened since the, uh, the Fed raised the rates is it looks like the Fed put is not there the fact that they would talk about you know two more increases next year and continuing to um shrink their balance sheet the, the stock market just couldn't handle it here uh, so it's bad enough that rates are up but to think that they want to do more quantitative tightening uh, the market just realizes where it should be going here and you know what it's what's happened here when the stock market goes down It starts to make you think, well, how do we honor all the obligations we have? And I can speak on the municipal level, the state level, the corporate level, the federal level, because you know what? We're going to have serious, serious underperformance of of pension funds this year. As you mentioned, 93 percent of assets are down. Well, what do you think the pension fund performance is going to be like this year? And they're already underfunded at all of those levels. So. We have these problems that are shaping up here. We've lost $16.7 trillion in stock value uh, from the top this year. So people are going to start thinking about deficits, whether they're budget deficits, trade deficits, pension fund under, uh, underfunding, health care costs, military costs. Um, but they're all coming to the forefront now because we have a totally different environment here.
1: And we're seeing, Eric, it's not just a U.S. issue. There's definitely a global slowdown now that's happening, uh, and it's global markets. I know you watch all sorts of data as we go through the week. Uh, What has caught your eye this week? Well, I
0: think one of the important announcements was a FedEx announcement. I mean, FedEx is a very, very international company, and they basically said that they all of a sudden saw a marked decline in, in business, and apparently, and I don't follow FedEx that closely, but... You know, three months earlier or sorry, as little as a month or so earlier, they'd raised the estimates for the year, and now they've cut the estimates for the year and they su- suggest that they see a declining trend going forward into twenty nineteen so that is a ominous warning that things aren't going well. not that we need warnings because we see housing, we see autos, we see retail uh, we we see bank stops collapsing, we see transports in a bear market. We see bear markets all over the world, whether it's uh, Germany or Russia. or I mean, so many markets are, are, are already down more than 20%, including, for example, the Russell in, in the States. I think the NYSE index is down over 20%. Transports are down over 20%. I mean, there's so many signs of a bear market and the FANGs. I haven't mentioned them. Uh, you know, there's so many signs that we're in a bear market. And, of course, the logic, the macro logic for being in a bear market is right there. So it's all uh, it's all manifesting itself.
1: Eric, we've been talking for weeks, really, uh, maybe even longer than that, about the likelihood of a year-end rally in the metals, how the, the last five years, each of the last five years, have seen a rally in both gold and silver that begins around the time of the December Fed, middle of the month goes through the end of the year, goes into the first part of the following year, where it looks like we're working on the sixth year in a row now. And now we're seeing some really interesting physical numbers around the planet. Let me lay these on you. I just saw these this morning. Uh, The Russians, as you know, are are, uh, hoarding gold at this point at a steady pace. They added another 37 metric tons in November alone. India... You know how they like gold. They added 50 metric tons in their most recent numbers in October. And now here's the stunner. In October, India imported over 1,000 metric tons of silver, 1,031 to be precise. That's the most they've done in a month since December of 2015. And I think everybody listening remembers what happened after that and the run that silver went on in early 2016.
0: I mean, that's, that's a tremendous number. I think the number for silver production is something like uh twenty twenty eight thousand tons, so if somebody buys a thousand tons in the annualized, that'd be twelve thousand that'd be like forty percent over forty percent of all the world's silver production uh which uh, you know typically India wouldn't be buying forty percent of it, but they are now, and of course there aren't the uh, reserves of silver hanging around like there are gold reserves. In, in the sense that every ounce of gold ever produced is still lying around somewhere in the earth, uh, in somebody's vault somewhere, but silver gets consumed. So that's, those are uh, stunningly uh, good data points, which would suggest that uh, uh, gold, the precious metal, should continue to perform well. Um, and while this uh, rally, this nascent rally, has kind of started both the metals and the stocks, there's, a, there's an interesting data point uh, on Wednesday. And I saw the uh, gold uh, was up pre-meeting and then the announcement of the increase and it went down post-meeting and maybe down like five or six bucks, something like that. It was a pretty modest decline. But the gold stock indices were down 6% on the day. Uh, What the hang is that? We're down half a percent in gold. We're down 6% in the gold stocks. And I thought to myself even before, uh, Thursday started, you know, this reminds me of early 2016. There was a day, probably a January 3rd, 4th or 5th in 2016. Yep. When the, the gold stocks did the same thing, they went down five or 6% in a day and then boom, they hit bottom and they went up probably a hundred percent in a very, very short time. And you got to ask yourself, why did this happen again? Why would gold stocks go down 6% in a day? <laughs> when the gold price is down by you know, like half or 1%. It just was totally incongruous. But it's, it's like somebody can set the market up that people panic out or something, and he's just taking advantage of them all before the big run starts. And I think the big run has started. I was uh, looking at the comparison of the, the gold stocks. And, of course, it, it, subsequently gold went up 5% yesterday. Okay? And it's, it's interesting. It went up 5% when the stocks were down 2%. Now, the next thing I'll tell you is that, you know, the S&P and most of the averages are down in excess of 15% and gold stocks are up 15%. We've had a 30% outperformance in about three months. We had a 7% outperformance in one day yesterday. You're a portfolio manager. You're being brutalized. Nothing is working except all of a sudden the computer shows you, oh, gold is working. Gold stocks are working. That's the thing. That's where. Gee, if I could outperform by thirty percent, I'd be, a, I'd be a darn hero. But of course, none of them own them. But they're going to come around here. They will be, and and undoubtedly, some are starting to come around. But I think we are set up for a, a bull market in gold and silver here. I think we're set up for a bull market in in, in the precious metal stocks. And uh, I think all the signs are kind of there that the game is on. So it's. Uh, I find it. Uh, Very exciting what should happen here going forward.
1: Agreed. And and Eric, before we wrap up, there was some interesting news on uh, one of the stocks that you're involved in, that Novo Resources. I saw some stuff on that yesterday. Uh, I would imagine you probably have some comments you could share.
0: Well, it's funny because it was a very confusing sort of news release. It took, took quite a while to figure out exactly what had happened because we had high grades in concentrates, and the concentrates were only part of the sample. And it was a little confusing, but generally speaking, uh, I would say the thing that I take to heart is that in the Edgina area, they mined uh, something like, uh, I think it was 150 tons of of gravels, and they ended up with, uh, I think it was about uh, 0.7 grams per, uh, per ton, net, 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 net. And uh, that doesn't sound like much. Uh, but gravels are very inexpensive to uh, to process, and there were some calculations done suggest that there could be 36,000 ounces in every uh, square kilometer down there, and I got 1,000 square kilometers. Well, if we multiply 1,000 times 36,000, you get an awful big number and an awful lot of gold. And this gold is stuff that had, had sort of precipitated, sorry, it had fallen out of the conglomerates because the conglomerates sort were of eroded away. It just sits on the ground. So it, it sort of indicates that there's, one, a huge endowment of uh, gold throughout the conglomerates, but the conglomerates are harder to mine. This stuff's just lying on surface. It's covered by about maybe a meter of uh, dirt. So that was good, and the stock reacted positively. And uh, you can kind of see where there could be a big story here. they got a lot of work in front of them to prove it up and make sure it all works. But uh, at least we know the, the gold's in the ground for the time being, but uh, more tests are certainly necessary. And I I should also mention Sokoman uh, on Friday had a uh, a pretty good release and the stock got bombed, uh, which is not unfamiliar to some of us Canadians in junior gold stocks because it would appear that some forces at work, uh, the shorters, make things happen. I think the lifespan for the shorters in gold stocks is going to be over here because they're going to get run out of dodge as these stocks start rallying because the gold price is going up and that the future looks brighter. And I think the games will end here shortly for those shorts.
1: That would, I think everybody would be music for everybody's ears, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Cause that, yeah, that gets very frustrating whenever there's even good news. It seems like uh, in this, at least when the metals are under pressure, there's always that, that sentiment to just smash, Everything, regardless of what the news is. So, yeah, maybe with sentiment changing, a really good looking year ahead of us is, as, uh, like you said, outperformance in the shares, outperformance in the metal gets institutional money interested in us again. Uh, It sure looks like we are set up for a very interesting 2019, does it not?
0: Well, you know, it's like I'm getting the deja vu all over again, Craig. I think I remember that in uh, 16 when we carried on with these conversations, and every week the stocks were. And we had like, you know, three months in a row of things going crazy. And uh, it would be nice because when things go crazy in the gold area, they go up fast. It's, it's not going to be a, you know, a 5 or 10% move here. It, I think it would be my crystal ball says it'd be a lot more than that. So right. um, lots to look forward to.
1: Agreed with, agreed with you there, too. Uh, well, again, Eric, it's almost uh, the holiday season. It's upon us, really. We're really close to the end of the year, and uh, and lastly, just as we wrap up, Sprott Money just wants to wish everybody happy holidays uh, filled with relaxation, fun, laughter, and and really very best wishes for a prosperous new year. Same goes out to you, my friend. Hopefully, a uh, a great holiday season and a prosperous new year for you too.
0: Well, it's, it's been pretty good, you know, for some of us that are it's sort of in the right places. It's been okay, and uh, I hope that it's a lot easier for everybody in uh, 2019 and i suspect that's what's likely to happen so all my best to all the listeners and to you and uh we look forward to our last broadcast uh, next friday if that is the way it's going to work out and uh all good prospects in the new year
1: let's do it and uh, again thank you for all you've done this year eric and from all of us here at sprout money news and sproutmoney.com thank you for listening have a great holiday season and we'll talk to you again next week